This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Happy Tuesday night, everybody here live on the Divots and Pivots show. Uh, we join you again. This is episode 27, so welcome back again. And if it's your first time, welcome for the first time. We're glad to have you here as we wrap up the, the review of what the 3M Open gave us last week, how Bud kicked my ass on DK, and we will always get to some some good old poking fun at the live tour and everything that has news coming out of that, your Sergio's, your Charles Barkley's, your all, all that fun stuff, so... Stick around. We'll make sure to cover it all for you. As well as, you know, we got the the Rocket Mortgage coming up this week at the Detroit Golf Club. So uh, we're going to cover it all for you tonight. And as always, Mr. Bud Copeland, good evening. What's shaking? I love that you say happy Tuesday evening because it's fucking (laughs) Tuesday. It's already been a long work week. But um, that doesn't mean that we don't have exciting golf ahead of us. Yes, we're in in Detroit. I would say my native country, but... um, my family fled Michigan for warmer weather before I came around. But, yeah, my dad, sisters, everybody's from the area. I still got cousins, aunts, uncles. Uh, it's nice to see professional golf come to downtown Detroit because this is the first tournament 
to be played completely within Detroit proper. Um, <clears throat> Oakland Hills is in is, is just outside, and there's been some other crossover. But this is uh, 2019. It's a relatively new tournament to the uh, to the tour. But as you said pre-show, it's already making a splash. You've got you got some winners that are that have got names. Uh, one that we're not mentioning for a while until the short brim cap comes to his senses. Uh, but aside from that, once again, we're at a Donald Ross course. They stretch it out to 7,300 yards for these guys. Uh, and it's just going to be another don't outsmart yourself uh, like we tried to last week, the 3M. But no, it's it's going to be a good week. I'm still – I don't know if you saw Cam Smith uh, and, and some of the videos of him float, or floating around drinking out of the, the claret jug with his, his caddy and whatnot. But if you I haven't – I see the ones of him actually drinking, he, but I know he said he was going to have a certain number of claret jugs. 20 to be exact. 20, but okay. he was – no, there's one where he's in the background – Shirt off, full mullet. I swear he's. I swear he's got a shrine to Joe Dirt somewhere, and I'm. I. That's <laughs> one more reason why I love him. But he said they're shaking his margarita mixer or whatever it is, uh, his 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 bar shaker, and his yeah. caddy is just right in front of the camera, just cranking back whatever out of the the claret jug. Now Jack Nicholas did say, "All right," and and I got to say, nothing's really slicing me this week. I had a great okay. week. I kicked your I kicked your ass in DK. I know, you really did. Um, it was a very pitiful showing by me. <laughs> I got it. I got. I got a peacock where I can because let's be honest. Most of the time, my tail's between my legs. But um, I and, and I'm, I'm staying. Sir. I'm staying alive in my other league. We're about to head into the playoffs, which the playoffs do get fun because uh, it chops it down from 16 to like 12 to eight, and so you gotta you gotta you gotta win to stay in, just like the FedEx Cup. Uh, so nothing's really slicing me. But something I want to get back to was Jack Nicholas uh, and some of the older guys did say that they felt it was a little disrespectful to drink out of the claret jug and do some of these things. You know, Henrik Stenson before he uh, before before he uh, cashed his check, sold his soul, and resigned his Ryder Cup captaincy. Jokes on the soul part. Uh, I don't really think evil of the live tour guys. I just like to poke no. fun at them because they're low hanging fruit. Let's be honest. What else do we do in sports talk? But kind of you know pile on anyway. We're here there's for. videos. There's videos of Henrik out there with the claret jug in his in his uh, water ski vest and his life preserver. He's like pouring milk or eating cereal out of it. So throughout the years, this thing that used to be just the Stanley Cup has kind of crossed over. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? What are your thoughts on a? There's a two part question, so make sure you're taking notes. And Ooh, tell them you'll call them. Tell them you'll call them back. <laughs> what a what a rookie move that was. A. What are your thoughts on just using trophies to celebrate like that in general? And then B, the Open Championship and the Claret Jug specifically. I'll hang up and listen. It, it doesn't bother me. It's, you know, it's, I, I get obviously the Claret Jug is historic and, and timeless. And, and it, there's a lot of people that in the golf industry that want to cherish that and bow to it and, and not do anything fun with it. But look, these guys earn their time with that cup, just like in the NHL, the, the, the teams earn their time with that Stanley cup, you know, as long as they're not purposely trying to damage it, to face it or anything like that, then look, let them have their fun with it. I mean, look, this is a new age of sports, a new age of athlete, a new age of personalities in the sports world. And if someone like Cam Smith wants to celebrate by drinking a few drinks out of the trophy that he earned, that he's going to be holding for just a short time, then let him drink out of it. Cause you know what? That thing probably gets polished by its handler 20 times a day because it's probably the only thing that handler has to do most days at that job. So it's going to get cleaned. It's not going to be tarnished. Let it get, let it get some uh, some beer in it. 
I don't mind it. Do you know how badly I want to be the get off my lawn guy and and, <laughs> and back up Mr. Nicholas on this one? But I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's you know let the kids have their fun. Yeah. Also, it's comforting knowing that the one you're seeing out there on social media with Cam Smith making the rounds, that's not the Claret Jug. That's yes. not that there there are four of them. There's mm-hmm. there's the original that is still on display at the RNA Clubhouse, has been since 1928. Walter Hagen was the last pro to actually get that claret jug and take it around with them. Uh, and then they started making a replica to give to the champion. And then yep. there's two more that get used for like museums and touring purposes. Uh, and it's one of those things. It's kind of like if you saw the Ryder cup on college football, it play or college football game day last fall. Then you saw it in Wisconsin with Steve Stricker. You saw it with Russell Henley uh, outside of the <clears throat> university of Georgia stadium, Sanford stadium. And so that, yeah. So anybody who, who just had an Easter bunny moment. Yeah. The claret jug, he's drinking out of them. Now that said, it is the same one allegedly that they made for Mr. Hagen. That's cool in and of itself. I think it's close enough. So it's kind of one of those things where if you have a, a a signed copy of the declaration of independence, but it wasn't like the first one, it was like the 11th one that was sent to Connecticut and it's been on display there. It's It's still, it still holds a plate. It's still something it still it still has a level I'm of, sorry. I went straight national treasure on you. I should, you, you I, should I should know better than to bring up Nick Cage uh with you because I know how big you are into the fantasy football world and I know that image of Aaron Rodgers showing up to camp in the oh white tank God. top with the long hair. Can we chop all, that up for a minute? All of what's the going, Con Air references were so spot on. All of the Con Air references hands off, hands off the bunny. Yeah, put the bunny put back the bunny in the box. back in the box. <laughs> And they were just so spot on, and then I and I saw people picking like what song should be playing as, as Aaron Rodgers walks in like this, and like there was just there was some good ones. There was "Walk This Way." There was um, uh, "Slow was... Ride." That's, that's oh, that's right a good there. one. That, "Slow Ride" is a good one. Yep, that's a nice one uh, too. Either that or either that or some nice polished techno. Polished tech. What does polished techno sound like? Clean, polished techno. If you ever saw the movie with Zac Efron and his buddies, they're like construction workers who also are techno DJs. It's a dope film. What? I can't remember the name. I've never of even it. heard of this movie. I've got a, I've got a strange crush on um, on Zac Efron and all things that he's done. But okay. uh, after okay. High School Musical, I wasn't a big High School Musical fan. Didn't like it. I was like I was I was working at summer camps at the time, and it dominated the psyche. But yeah, no, just some nice, crisp, clean techno. Nothing that's too fancy. Nothing that's too uh, too out there. Just sure. something that's nice and original. And you know why? Because Detroit is the home of techno. Everybody associates it with Motown. That's true. Little be, little did we know, techno is also the home of Detroit. You're welcome, America. Is it so, really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Welcome. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that either. I mean, it's all part of the service here on Divots and Pivots. Um, and if that's wrong, then make sure you at the Divots and Pivots account and not at this buds for you. Uh, uh, remember at- at this buds for you is a perfect place to add that one. <laughs> so, so, so no. Anyways, full circle coming back to it. Cam yes, yes. Smith, get off my lawn. Actually, no, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Load it up. I, I would, I'd be taking shots of bourbon out of it, pretty much every day if I won the well, Open Championship. Remember, remember, these are like those tro- the, the the Stanley Cup, the Claridge. These these specific trophies are dreams for these guys. Like the, like, what, what trophy is a dream for you? All of sports, you get any. one. You get one. <laughs> just oh, one come on. Tr- don't be that guy. I just oh, want, I just want to- no, I just want a trophy in my life. Just all right, <laughs> fine. I'll, all right, listen, fine. I know no, you, no. Have a fear, you have a fear of commitment, so I'll give you some options. <laughs> so, 
no. Pick, pick, I mean, you Lombardi, World Series. I don't want anything to do with the World Series trophy because I'd no, be I don't, too afraid of breaking one of the little spindles. I got no, a two-year-old. That was the exact, first thought that went, the exact first thought that went in my head when you said that was, no, I'll, I'll, I'll destroy that thing. Um, no, yeah, I, right, I, so I want, MLB's I, out. Yeah, I, so I like the idea of the Lombardi, I think, the most. And I think it's because – the like it, it literally goes to so many guys get to like touch that thing and hold that thing on the team like it's just this it's just the most it's the largest team effort by the most amount of guys like when you compare how many guys it takes for the largest because I'm because obviously hockey is a massive team effort as well it's just a smaller group of guys like it's so that's why like the Stanley Cup or the the Lombardi are probably the two highest for me like it, I would it would be back and forth between both of those for me. The Claret Jug was never on my list, and it still isn't. I would actually take the yeah, Stanley Cup over the Claret Jug because, again, growing up a, a kind of in a Detroit family, I was a little bit of a Red Wings fan. Steve Weiserman was yeah. my guy on the on the uh, Mario Lemieux Sega Genesis hockey. Shouts to the ex, <laughs> the Gen Xers out I mean, there listening. I mean, did the jackets count? Is the green jacket count? So as a trophy? I was I, that, now. Here's the thing: is they do get a they do get a trophy. There's a trophy for mm-hmm. the champion of Augusta National, and there's a actual you know uh, champion trophy, whatever, in the clubhouse. Sure. Uh, it, it is the clubhouse, and there that argument comes up all the time. It's like, yeah. does, is you know, is that worth it? To me, no, mostly because once I've done some research and found out that the jacket quality itself is shitty, they're not. There's uh, nothing really special about anything of it. It's really it's, meant to be worn that one time a year as a past champion, and then just put it away to safekeeping. Well, I mean, so here's here's the thing. Tiger, uh, you know, Tiger has five five masters. He's got one green jacket. They might have issued him several over the years, like Nick Faldo recently exposed that he's got a couple, not because he's won a couple times, but because he's expanded the belly or that this, that, and the other. So those yeah. guys get one, and then when they when they win again, um, it's usually either the same one that they won before coming out to put on uh, or whatnot. Now, the defending champion gets to take their green jacket with them. They get to go wear it all yeah. around. I think Gary Player one time, quote-unquote, forgot afterwards. And uh, he, his answer to Augusta was basically, if you want it, you can come down here to South Africa and get it. Otherwise, I'll see you all in the spring and bring it back. It was kind of – and this was – I mean, you got to remember, this is the 60s too. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Augusta National is not going to let that shit fly in the age of in the age of 20 – in of digital yeah. media. Uh, that that would be a real quick, you know, see you later. Uh, but it, I would say it's got to be, for me personally, the U.S. Open trophy for golf. Uh, I think a close, a close second, a close second's the World Cup, and I think it's okay. I'm just, glad you said that because I, I almost, I almost said it because it's so, it's a four year, every four year event, and it's right. like it's, it's so incredibly it, hard to win that trophy. Like, so I did almost say that it's definitely like in my top three, probably, but definitely top five. Well, mass genocide is the most exhausting activity one can engage in next to soccer, so that's why the World Cup kind of. <laughs> It's a line from a movie. It's called Dogma. Look it up. All right. So, anyways, yeah, I think you said your um, you, you said Lombardi Trophy. Shocker says the fantasy football guy, and um, and yeah, shocker. I said the U.S. Open. So no surprise. And then we met in the but, middle. We both agreed on the World Cup, which is coming up. So, is it exciting. this year? Yeah, it's later this year. Yeah. I was today old. Are what we? Is the, what is the date actually? What is the date actually? Because that's a good good call. Because uh, did Ameri- did did we qualify this time? Yes. We, like, actually, I think I saw an article, and it wasn't even like our November, end of main, November. 
Oh, it's gonna be. Oh, what's Thanksgiving this year? Hold on, we might have. Are we gonna have some Thanksgiving soccer to go with Thanksgiving football this year? We're, we're well, we're certainly gonna need something to pivot to at that time of year. So well, there, that we, is true. Where where is the World Cup? You're looking at the it's internet. in it's in Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to Qatar. It. I, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh my God, I'll, we are we are going to have some talk to me Thanksgiving morning World Cup soccer. That leads into the, uh, so the football trip. Because, because it's in Qatar, so there's three games that day. No, there's four games that day. Sorry. We have 5 a.m., we have 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and 2 p.m. That's going to be fantastic. I wish they were better games. South like there's, there's just not very good matches necessarily, but still. Are you a big soccer guy or are you a big World Cup guy? I'm just a big World Cup guy. Like, I'm a big, oh my god, this is a big event because even my wife will yeah. say, like, you don't care about soccer? I'm like, you're right. I don't. I do care about entertaining sports though. So I do, so I would probably be leaning more towards, especially from other people who are fans, like overall soccer fans would probably consider me more of a World Cup guy, but I do not as closely as all the other sports follow the New England Revolution because up here in New England, I so I know what's going on with them. Um, so I mean, and, and I follow the international friendlies and and the lead ups to the World Cup. Through, so like, I don't sit there and watch every game or like do a ton of research on it or anything like that. Or, or like have this fanatical kind of experience with it. Other than when I did was I when the U.S. beat uh, Mexico for the Concacaf uh, Championship. Was it last fall? God bless you. <laughs> it was no, last I, remember, fall. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like that, I remember that game. Like I was losing my mind. That game was so freaking good. Like it, it's so. I am. I am not just a World Cup fan, but I'm also not like a diehard. Like I don't have an EPL favorite team or a Champions League favorite team. Like I don't. It's just I, I kind of pay attention to the Revolution because they're here locally, and and then I pay attention to what's going on internationally, and that's about it. Fair, fair answer. So speaking of international too, the Windsor Tunnel that connects Windsor, Canada, and Detroit, it goes yep. underwater. It's like one of the only three international uh, you know, boundaries that is underwater. There's another fun fact for you. And also something like 75% of the liquor that came to America during the Prohibition era came through Detroit, like came right through Makes the sense. Windsor, Detroit, uh, you know, border there. So. In quick side, in quick side, fun, in quick side, other fun fact here. If you like fun <laughs> facts, check out Bud's. Uh, what are you calling? It? Are you calling it a newsletter or what do you call it? Just a like a blog? The, the sure, vibe? it's a, yeah, the, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a daily newsletter. Okay, so it's a, it's but it's got like awesome like quick short read like just so fun it's usually facts about the day of like the day of the week or the, the month or whatever the date right. Yeah, it's usually something that happened on this day, but not today. Yeah. Um, and then I had about a half a dozen, actually, you know what it was? I, I said, I wanted to put together a quick nine bullets because I'm a golf junkie and nine holes, but anyways, <laughs> so it's usually a blur, you know, something that happened today, but not today. And then six quick bullets about mm-hmm. stuff that is happening throughout the world. I usually, I, I follow the mantra that we, we followed back in my camp counselor days when we were on days off, no talking about politics, religion, or work. So I usually steer clear of those sure. and just focus on like culture, sports, history, tech, business, you know, just fun facts uh, or fun stories throughout the world during the day. I'll throw a tune for you, soundtrack to your to my life, just something that uh, fits the mood. Yep, and then yep. uh, 
usually a, a little shout out, happy birthdays or something that I'm reading. So thank you, Andrew. I it was a, it was a good read. I read it this morning. I've read it other mornings. When you said uh, fun facts, it just made me think of it. I want to make sure we 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 get. So that's the vibe. Check out the it vibe. Is the, check out the vibe. Yes. But anyway, sorry to interrupt your fun facts about alcohol coming to the United States illegally back in the 20s. Uh, alcohol coming to me legally right now. Yeah, there, um, we go. there we go. I know. I forgot to bring one up. No, but, we, we, should, oh, we should talk about golf at some point. We, we really should because there is – I mean, we, like, we get the Rocket Mortgage. There's some, there's some decent names going uh, playing this Do you week. even want to review the 3M? I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch – I, I watched none of it. Like I'm not. So the I, only the only thing I want to say about the 3M was. So what was the score at the end of the day on Saturday? Are you talking about you and I? Or are you talking about the? No, no, no. The the actual the of the tournament because it was. Oh um, yeah, we should talk about Scott Piercy. That my heart yes, goes oh, yeah, out to that man. But what what what? At the end, it was like seven o'clock Saturday night. I, all I saw on Twitter from from golf aficionados was, oh, it's. Um, you know, it's such a way we got, we're getting robbed of a Sunday because it's pretty much all locked in the bag now. Whatnot. Like there was a lot of talk like that on Twitter. It was like, oh, like tomorrow's just a formality. It doesn't really matter what happens. And then Tony Finau comes out and, and does what he needs to do to counter Scott Piercy's, you know, oh. tumble back to earth. And, and Tony Finau comes up victorious. So I told you recently, I had an eight on the opening hole of a pub, pub links uh, qualifier. Yes. I, I, I mean, Granted, there are degrees of separation between me and Scott Piercy and what happened, but watching him, watching him take a ten—that's not a ten. Sorry, a triple. It wasn't a ten. Sorry, it was a triple. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but watching him take that triple and you know go bunker, bunker, water, mm-hmm. and then and and the best was you, the the camera. So this was the one thing I did watch was kind of the last the last few few holes. Yeah, cuts to Tony Finau and Tony's watching it. And Tony's been there before, and Tony's no. won. And I mean, and right there, so, you kind of see he's not grinning because those guys aren't like that. I mean, they, no, no, they no. don't, they'll, they'll tell you right now, you don't feel he feels this pain, right? And you don't plan on your opponent shit in the bed. You plan, they'll tell you, I you plan on them making everything that way. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you're not surprised. Um, and but he did kind of grin, and it wasn't a it wasn't like a <laughs> but he just kind of like was like, all right, game on, like, I like, oh my well, god, yeah. like, this is why you stay focused. Because I did the same thing. I tuned mm-hmm. it out Sunday, and then I I uh, went to Target. <laughs> nice little Sunday. Did some grocery shopping, <laughs> and when we got back, I pulled out my phone and I saw that Tony Finau had won. I mean, like yeah. literally, just I was. I was you're like, I was wait a minute. Well, what what did I miss? <laughs> oh, but it could have been better. And remember, our friend Caitlin Moyer was on on the show a while back at the beginning. She was at the 3M doing doing some promotional work, and um, she got a really cool selfie. With uh, a quote unquote accidental selfie with Tony Finau, yeah. you can tell he's like signing autographs and stuff. And she had her phone, like, got it down in there. So, uh, yeah. shouts to Caitlin Moyer and Chad's new boyfriend, Chad Mister Sung J M. I mean, he made he made a run. I thought I, I thought if, if this if this happens, we're gonna have a full blown. I don't I don't know. We're gonna have to come up with a name of it name name for it. But um, yeah, we're gonna have a little fascination with Sung J. Yeah, we'd have to have Chad back on to tell us all about how he gave him the winning tricks to, to winning it that had happened. I uh, yeah, I want to know Jude. why. I, I want to know why he was betting the house on Sungjae because he had something. But again, Rocket yeah. Mortgage back to Detroit this week. Yes, yes. Back to the Donald Ross, the Bermuda, the Bermuda grass. All of these little details that normally I think would uh, I'd take into consideration. Hold on, hold on. I, is, it, is it Bermuda? I thought it was bent. It probably it could be. 
Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna throw my whole model off now. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus! You're gonna prove my point. <laughs> Go for it. So, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I think I think I think splicing DFS stats, especially in, in fantasy national, it's kind of like the movie Inception. Yep. You can you know taking taking a certain area like strokes gained or par five efficiency or um, or you know bogeys are better avoidance. Taking one area yep. and maybe going one degree down is safe. You know, so you say I'm gonna look at par three efficiency. Maybe par three efficiency, two hundred to two fifty. Okay, cool. cool. If you start saying par three efficiency, 200 to 250 in even numbered days on that, you start going down that rabbit hole. And honestly, your ROI is nil and you're starting to just basically become a sunk cost. That said, I'm oversimplifying. And I will say when I, when I was making the joke about screwing up my model, I, for as far as green types go, I only ever do it, use it for just strokes game putting. So I'll have like the way I do it, is you know I'll have just like my season stats for my key stats, but then I'll also have the same key stats for correlating courses. The strokes gain putting when I do that for correlating, I only do the green type, and then I take it the green type back off for all my other correlating courses key stats okay. because it, for me it really only affects the putting, but I'm not thinking about it affecting you know the approach and and what and anything else. I don't want that factoring into you know, just because some guy did really good on a course, you know, hitting the fairways on a course that just happened to have bent grass and not polo grass, like that's not going to matter. Well, how is, it, gonna... how, is, how is it affecting your DK points? Because the last time I checked, I'm I'm at 1,043.5 and you're at 896.5. Yeah. Like I said, I had a bad week this week. <laughs> I'm not good at talking shit. I feel so bad. You know what, and you know what this was? Way. This was it was a week where I was like, you know what? There's a chance. I almost had five of six, and just and just like that, I just as easily had only three of three. But even if I had five of six, it would have been like a very low scoring five of six because I didn't have enough of the like the high end finishers. Like all my guys barely made the cut that made the cut. So it wasn't. It was just a middling week for me. It was a little disappointing to say the least. But I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you have been coming so far that you you put together a, a couple of good weeks here. Thank thank you, Obi Wan. I've <laughs> I've had a good teacher and trainer, and the Jedi Council has been kind. A uh, couple of quick side items before we start digging into tears and whatnot, because we've made it all this way and we haven't shit on Sergio yet. So I figured we needed to take a few um, minutes. Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Uh, let's talk live for a few minutes because sure, a couple things. Live. A, Liv is coming up here in the in the area, and Divots and Pivots would love to go. Liv, if you're listening, we're going to apply yep. for some credentials. We'd love to come. We'd love to ask some questions. We'd love to have some content that we can share with our listeners and followers. Um, so look for that coming up. And if we're not I want to be in those press conferences. Did you see that video I sent you? Yes. <laughs> you're, and you know what? You're the reason why we'll never get tour credentials either. <laughs> we'll get in there, and you're going to ask some. No, it's they let those hey, they let those guys and those those are a group of guys on, that are on TikTok that are always like uh, I, playing no, with, I, playing I, with I, professional golfers and razz and they're a fun group of guys. They are the best. <laughs> the, was it the back off the back off uh, challenge? Yeah, yeah, those guys, yeah, yeah those guys them, are freaking. Yeah. I've they've made me like literally spit out coffee in, in a meeting before because I was did supposed you see to be when they did with John Daly where they brought the taco receipts and his prenups. I'm not even sure if I can talk about it on this one. So they, I, they, they said, they, well, this part I can, but the second half, maybe his response I can't. But because uh, 
they said, how is it that your Taco Bell receipts are higher than your total prenups with your ex-marriages or something like that? And he was like, because I like to eat. And then he swung the golf club. Like, because he, he, he can take oh, it. Oh, I love I did see a couple of his responses. And, yeah, and he gives he, it right he, back. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I, I I'm like gonna, I'm gonna say because I don't think it. I don't think we have many young years listening to us at this point right now. But the best response to it, and it, like I said, check them out on TikTok. Um, I'll pull up their actual channel name as I'm talking here. But um, his best response to that was after he swung, then he he walked away and he goes, "Yeah, and Taco Bell tastes a lot better than all my ex wives." I saw. I saw that one. Yeah, I yeah, mean, was, just imagine that one made me spit my drink out. Oh. TikTok just started playing. I'm trying to just trying to look up these guys' actual TikTok name. My bad. I'm telling. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's the Chinese satellites controlling your phone, man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just, oh, TikTok. No. So, anyways, the live tour is coming. Live tour is coming international uh, here, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. So even if we're not there with Divot to Pivots, might be out there on Saturday with the family just to check it out. Um, I think maybe that might be because I mean let's let's be honest what what they're shooting for which is let us mm-hmm. be the fun alternative. That the said, they might have seem to, to like it. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, man! It's it, the again the money and stuff. It, uh, and you look at who's going over there. Yeah. Maybe expectations they have for themselves, or they've already settled those expectations. We talked about it last week a little bit. Yeah. Some of the guys who are going, I've, I've won my majors. I've, I've, what, what more do I need to prove? This looks like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, David Faraday going lends lends some some uh, credibility to it. I love that Charles Barkley said the clock's ticking. If they Maybe. don't give me a, an offer by Thursday night, you know, I'm out. I need. Well, to me, what that says is. Because he officially his sponsors, nobody's really said much. They are yeah. going to let it play out because it's Chuck. Um, but at the same time, I think somebody probably quietly said, "Like, yeah, we'll let you, we'll let you play this out. There's no guarantees on the other end, but like, yeah. we're not going to wait forever." So, like, you know, and and that's also, or he could just it's Charles Barkley, man. I mean, <laughs> nobody can predict him. It could have just been him himself being like, "Hey, I'm, I'm sick of waiting, and just give me an offer, or I'm going to keep moving on." Because he was great. He goes, anybody who says they're not doing it for the money's lying. Of course it's for the money. He goes, it's not yeah. for the honor and prestige. This is not some, you know, he goes, and, and he yeah. didn't say this, but, but his comments brought this to mind. If this thing does live pun intended and maybe 25 years from now, the, you know, the, the live tour, new England at blah, 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 becomes something people actually care about winning. Sure. You do have to give new things time. I oh, yeah. still and, and they still can make adjustments like they already have announced for next year. There's there's going to they're going to introduce some sort of relegation status for the lowest ranked people. Uh, there's also going to be, you know, new qualifications for who gets in the tournaments and a pecking order mm-hmm. for that, obviously based on contracts and details and appearances. So they, they are kind of unfurling the next few steps uh, of they are an official partnership with the kind of being co-sanctioned by the Asian tour starting next year. So there are some moving pieces that might be mm-hmm. just enough to keep them where they want to be. I still don't see it as a place where fresh out, fresh out of college or youngsters are going to come because I do think yeah. what's going to happen is the, that they've, they've set the precedent for what talent is going to come. People who are either past their prime or maybe past, you know, they've already, they've already done what they wanted to do and they have other priorities now, whether it's time, money, both. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned last week, maybe it's people who want to give back to their caddies and set them up for life. Yep. It's like, hey, bro, you did this for me, and now 
I promised you this. So there's a lot of reasons why the people are doing it. I want to see it firsthand. I still don't yeah. think it's ever going to give the tour a run for its money. It's going to give them a run for its talent. Uh, sure. But I, I also think what we're going to find out, because the tour announced this week that, and I, actually quick pause. We open this by saying we're going to get on get on a little El Nino, and we are going to hear in a second because yes, yes. this is directly related to what I was about we to say. We will not forget about him. Don't worry. Good God, no! But the tour <laughs> announced earlier. I don't know. I don't even know if you saw this. This is earlier was, today. Was this just five hours, like five hours ago. We might be. It might be the same thing. Go, go ahead. Yeah, like the, the new points, the new points yeah. consideration for the playoffs, which yes. to me is just kind of like a no brainer, right? They basically announced and for the uh, for the uninitiated. The FedEx Cup playoffs, last three events of the, of the of the season, the top 125 in the points race get in, then it goes down to top 60, then top mm-hmm. 30, and then the winner of that wins the whole shebang. So in the past, if if somebody in the top 125 had to drop out for medical reasons, withdraw, whatever, then there was they would there was no replacing it. They had what they called like a hard cut or a hard limit. Yeah. And now this year they just announced they're going to introduce a quote unquote soft limit or a soft cut or whatever they're calling it. In other words, those players who have been disqualified from the tour because their participation in live has opened up spaces for players that are now moving up into that consideration for FedEx cup uh, playoffs. Yep. And I, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's a nice way of, and, and the way that Jay Moynihan uh, or Monahan Moynihan, whatever the, <laughs> the commission, the way he explained it was perfect. It made perfect sense. This I'll put it the not polite way. I mean, this freaking circus should not, negatively impact you know this is the promise we made to our players we're not gonna let this kind of stuff negatively impact the commitment that they've made the contracts that they've signed Mm -hmm. again i i do think if 12 guys got you know the covid or monkey pox then um and they had to miss the playoffs then i i would agree like don't bring these next 12 guys in but this is one of those it's it is a one-off situation it's it's unique we'll see what they do next year and i think it might be a moot point because He's already said, if you're playing on live, you're not playing here. One thing I noticed they didn't do is they didn't shut the door to come back. I don't think they've actually said it's just you're suspended indefinitely. So we might see a handful of guys come back to this tour next year. Now, Sergio (laughs) has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. He's been been doing it for months. Remember when he was looking for his ball in the rough and he was pissed about how it's I'm so sick of this. They timed him because at the time it took him to walk over the creek or something like that. No, he did get screwed on that one, by the way. No, he did. He did. But I'm just talking about his his behavior. I can't wait to get out of here or whatever like that. Right. So he has, you know, he he laid the foundation. He's already burned his bridge. I I, I don't, you know, good riddance. See you later. Hasta la vista, Nino. So I'm fine with that. What I love is that he just came out and an, an interview was leaked or said that basically that like he really, really, really wants to stay on the DP World Tour, though, because, you yeah. know, you know, the Ryder Cup access and this, that and the other. And he wants to play that. He he had a, he had a meeting with the commissioner and he told him, I want to play my minimum and I want to do my part to uphold my membership and the blah, 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 blah. And the commissioner said, that's nice. But in the end, we are going to do what we need to do for us, yeah. which I He's I just been care. so vocal about bashing, not just saying that I'm going to the live and that I'm going to enjoy the live. Everyone else has at least been like, this is why I like the live. And that's been their way of kind of backhanded. Um, I just, I think it's it hilarious. Like, like it's yeah. the PGA, but he's just flat out come out and just shot down the PGA, the DP, like all of that. <laughs> I just, I think it's so, I mean, it's so him. It's so people go, why is yeah. he so hateable? Uh, stuff like this. <laughs> this is why. But, 
and, and he said, okay, so let me get this He's straight. A big baby, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Let me get this straight. You want you want people's understanding that you were frustrated and upset, so you stormed a little tantrum. And when mm-hmm. somebody said, Hey buddy, there might be consequences for this, you went, Well, no, I don't want there to be consequences. Yeah. Go F yourself, dude. And then he tries to couch it by saying, Well, I had a really good conversation with John Rahm after the open championship. I don't I don't care if you talk to Sigmund Freud. You made your bed, buddy. And I don't usually get this this livened up about this kind of stuff because I really am a live and let live kind of guy. No pun intended on that one. That's actually from from pre-punt or pre-live yes, to her life. I, I just moments like that, that kind of pompous, you know, arrogance, and this is coming from me, is something that is it's just come on, dude. You gotta own it. You the only yeah. way you are I, I really do hope that the DP World Tour um they have signaled that they would like to follow suit and for the integrity of this and their relationships. Yes. And I hope they do because nobody's bigger than the game. And I think that was the point that yeah. Tiger was making and Jack was making uh, by, no by being ever been bigger than the game. No, I mean, and, and I, and I get what Mr. Norman's trying to do, Mr. Norman. I, I get what Greg's, I get what the sharks trying to do though. And say, no, also nobody's bigger than the tour. Yes. But then I go back to the very beginning of all this, which was, just because you have a point doesn't mean what you're saying and how you're going about making it is palatable or agreeable. So if, you know, if your behavior is not agreeable or maybe your source of funding is less than agreeable, then everything else is going to live under that cloud. Right. I mean, and you got to understand that going and you can't be mad at people for, for, and like, and no, 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 but like, that's the thing. But a lot of people who are firmly on the live side are like, get mad that people get mad. Well, well, it's come, this is how, this is how it was built. It comes with the territory now. Like, and, but, and the money argument works both ways. Oh, I'm exactly. going over here for the money. Then you are potentially taking money from me in the long run. You're trying to build yes. a competitor and take the best of the best with you. It's, it, 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 so that, that's where, again, my fascination and understanding as a spectator and, uh, you know, a pod, you know, whatever the hell it is we do, yes. um, <laughs> is much more just because, like, dang, yeah, oh, oh, my God, look at that. There's a, there's a fire over there. I hope it was in that building. So, so in in turn, in case you've missed the last two minutes, these are the last two minutes you need to cut. We need a cut of uh, of not to cut out of the show. We need a, a clip cut of Bud here because it's gonna this just the the baby, the baby talk you did of Sergio was just spot on <laughs> because he, Sergio he, it bugged me. I'm sorry, it's such a big baby. Uh, no, yeah. it does. It does because I, I, he gets he gets you know he he does it to me too where it just I, he it's hard to get pissed off at golf or at golf players. You know, at least at PGA Tour players, golfers. I think they just call them golfers. Yeah, did I just say golf players? Somebody come through the screen and smack me. I am tired. <laughs> I see, I see a t, I see a T-shirt on the horizon. I'm a golf player. I'm a, I'm, I'm a golf player. Absolutely. Hi, my, hi, my name is Andrew. I'm a golf player. <laughs> hi, hi, Andrew. Um, oh, all right. Geez. Before we go completely yeah, off the rails, quick, that. quick pause and a quick shout out. Um, yes, yes. The gold pipe it, the, the Piper gold delivered again on Saturday. Four birdies en route to a 75. I actually was, I actually had it going on the front. I, I made the turn in, in at 34, and then I got bit by the three putt bug on the back, and I hit a ball in the water. So let's just yeah, say, do it. <laughs> yeah, standard issue front nine, back nine, tail of two nines. But thank you once again to Piper Golf Thanks, and, and the clutch for making us play good and feel good. And once as always, once yeah. as always and as always it's been i got a two-year-old and so it's been a long couple of days for me as well i feel you 
But we as always, a, thank you to Fantasy National. We get a lot of, uh, I was going to say typos, which does not make sense because we are speaking. Uh, but, but They're we're, called gaffes. Verbal yes, typos we, are called gaffes. Yes, yeah, no, we are gaff-tastic. I, did, have I, I need to reach out. I've been talking about this for a couple of shows. I need to reach out to Fantasy National Golf Club and find yes. out what the fascination with the moose is because I have a yeah, similar fascination with moose. That's right. You have brought it up a few times. Uh, but we probably what? should. We last brought- fun. Oh, wait, we'll ask fun no. fact and then we'll get into it. Last yeah, fun, fun fact, facts. we'll get Love into it. it. Let's have fun. Because it has to do with the moose. My mom's ex-boyfriend's name before she made, met my dad. Moose. Moose. How about that? How about that? Guy's <laughs> name was fucking moose. Anyways, How about that? Um, <laughs> so let's do it. Let's get back to the Rocket Mortgage Classic, this three-year-old yeah. gem of a tournament. Uh, and if you go down, if you go down a Wikipedia hole on it, you'll find out that it like replaced Tiger's uh, Tiger's tournament, mm-hmm. not the Genesis, not the Hero. He used to do the Quicken loans that benefited yes. his his, and then this came out of it. And before that, it was a different one. So it's a uh, it's one of those funny tournaments that's kind of been around forever. And this tournament specifically is only three years old, and it's not even one of those that changed titles. Like this actual you know event is only three years old. Yeah. But its spot in the tour calendar has been around for a while, so it's an interesting, uh, interesting tournament. And outside of its warm up or you know looking into the FedEx Cup points, and really, it's a bubble watch kind of week. Bubble, yeah. not bubba, but bubble <laughs> watch in in the in the sense of who's going to be hitting this soft one twenty five uh, by the time we get down to Memphis in a couple of yeah. weeks. So. And there's some names here. We got we got Patrick Cantley. We got last week's champion Tony Finau. Um, and it was Willie Z, Cameron Young, Max Homa, Cameron Davis. So there's some good young names in this field this week, um, along with some some old time favorites and uh, Kevin Kisner and uh, one of your favorites, uh, Sahith Thigala. I think I said that right this time. So he's he's gonna win soon, man. It's this Devin Willis So I texted you this that. This past week, uh, I said, "Are we? When are we? Why do we keep playing Thigala? Because it, it was—I feel what it was pretty early on. It was way too early for me to be trashing him. I'll, I'll be honest, but it, it, he was like plus five at some, or he's plus three through five, or so. It was something like that. It was just like he got us again, like because <laughs> he looks so good on paper. It's not—it's not him. It's us. It's not him. It's us. Don't." Yes. Uh, did you see real quick? You just you just said it. Like there are some names. Tony Finau's back. Patrick Cantlay's up yep. there this week. Uh, speaking of Patrick Cantlay, didn't want to yes. cough that into the oh, mic. Okay. <laughs> did you see what his little brother did at the U.S. Junior Amateur today? I didn't. I did not. No, I haven't seen anything today. I've just been buried his, in work. <laughs> his name is Jack Cantlay. Uh, he's eighteen, and yes, I said the Junior Amateur. He probably qualified before he turned eighteen, yep. but um. He shot a nice solid 28 on the front of his round today. Okay. That would be eight under par. Uh, I think the juniors out at Bandon Dunes. And um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. That, that's, that's called that, feeling that, it. <laughs> good God. So anyway, uh, shouts yeah. to the Cantlay family. They're having a great night. So before we get any deeper into this, I don't have a theory on anything more smarter, more smarter. <clears throat> Right, we're crushing that's it for the, tonight, man. That's for the golf. That, that, that's for the golf players out there. They're more smarter. I don't. Th- I don't have anything smarter than kind of the holy triumvirate of strokes gained putting, strokes gained approach, yeah. and oh, what was my strokes gained putting, strokes gained approach, and strokes gained tee to green? Kind of this like okay. holistic. His this kind of like thirty thousand foot view. Really, I'm looking at form. It encompasses a lot. Yep. In 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 kind of this mantra of 
when it's not a major, when, when it's not a major or TPC or one of these new heightened events, I'm not really going to fight any kind of nuances, right? Like, mm-hmm. like keep it, keep it kind of general. Um, don't get into the weeds figuratively and literally, but th- take those three. Now that said, um, I want you to walk us through your model because yes, yes. I usually come into this with my, my three and then your model informs what I do. So, so <laughs> which is working to... for me and not for you. Sorry. I had to rhyme. That yeah, out. I know it is. It's, it's funny how that's happening. Uh, but what, what I was noticing when doing my research is that um, there's not a ton of like this is definitely more a, a get par and get out where you can kind of kind of situation. Um, it's not going to play necessarily incredibly hard, but I believe because I'm forgetting exactly what the typical sorry not that one course breakdown. Um, there is how is it broken down here? It is. I mean, it's 7,300 yards, and there's some fi- yeah. there's some par fives that are under 500 yards. There's some. I mean, there's some. It's a scorable course. It's a scorable course, but that doesn't seem to be taken advantage of as much as it should be. Is what I'm trying to get at. It's so. It's only, and this is, didn't tell me what that is, sorry. Um, and I'm fumbling the ball here because I can't ha- I can't find the exact stat I saw earlier, and that's pissing me off. Um, here, the single round scores, uh, the average is typically one or two under par. Like your your most common single round scores are your 70s, your 70, uh, 71s, uh, and your 69s. So, I mean, we're not talking about guys going – you know, on average crazy here with, you know, six, five hundred rounds. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but that's what we're going to be looking at for the majority of time. So what I want to, what I, the way I was viewing this is I want to find the guys that are going to be able to kind of stay in that grouping. So um, like you said, strokes gain approach, strokes gain putting are, are typically are, are on there this week. They're typically always making appearances in my models, but definitely this week I'm also including bogey avoidance. Um, Cause like I said, if, uh, I want them to at least be getting those pars and stay in those, those, that close pack. Um, and I'm also going to strokes gain short game uh, for any any of the the, the chip plays around the green. Not around not, the green. It's a Donald. It's a Donald Ross course. So yeah. So strokes gain short game, and then um, greens and regulation gained almost as a way to double down on strokes gained approach. Uh, just another kind of way to look at it. Um, so those are my main key stats, and what that has given us is a pretty pricey top ten model this week. Um, so, you know, you're, we got Homo, we got Cantlay, uh, Keegan Bradley's priced at 9,200 this week. And we've said before when Keegan Bradley is popping in the model, he pops, yeah, that's <laughs> you get the play him. literally the name I was just looking at. 9,200 is a bit pricey for Keegan Bradley for me, but this is, this is one of those courses that he can, that he will tend to, it just shapes, it shapes his game well. Um, but Tony Finau's in that top 10, Cameron Davis. Um, Adam Scott, who I think is also overpriced at 9,300, so I probably won't be playing him, even though he's in that uh, that nice model for me. But but then you get some guys that we haven't really talked about too much this year, and, and your Matt Kuchar's at 7,500. This is also that type of course that uh, a guy like Matt Kuchar can come in and, and do all right. And now what I don't have right in front of me is this typical uh, how he's done here, in, not typical how he's done here in the past. He's actually not played here in the past three years since he's been on this course past three years in existence and you know my feelings on matthew kuchar and his recent form is that he has a t47 at the scottish open and that's really the only tournament he's played on the tour uh in recent weeks so i i i feel you on the cooch call i could see especially at 7500 
Kucher could be a good, reliable filler on a on a on a, on a lineup. Sure. And that's all. That's, and that's exactly how I'd be looking at him. I'm not looking at him to be my highest scorer, the the guy that anchors my my winning lineup. I'm looking for him to to make the cut, which Matt Kucher is very good at doing. And He's I a see, cut maker. So if we're going, let's 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 talk top down for a minute. Let's see. Sure. Because you were talking about your model, your model spitting out some pretty pricey talent. Yeah, I want I want to make sure we hit some of the names that were in the top ten, so people at least knew knew who they I'm, were. Well, I mean, I'm I'm big on, and actually, one wraps down. You just named them. Um, I'm big on a couple of cams and Will Zalatoris, and I think sure. it's because Will Will's Willie Z is in my category of first time winners happen to win at the John Deere classic, the three M open and and the rockets, the rocket city or rocket mortgage Mm -hmm. classic. Like this is one of those where him or a Taylor Gooch would have won for the first time. Although RIP Goocher, see you on the lip tour, (laughs) but um, defending champion Cam Davis popping at 97. That was he 96, 97. I like that. I like that. And, but you know who I like even more. And I think it's time is Cam young. Uh, he is, I think, coming off coming off that open performance. Cam Young. They're now, both right around seventeen percent projected ownership right now. By the way, right? So, that's, it, that's, that's, it, yeah. And what's Will? What's 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 Willie Z? Uh, I think he's probably going to be very popular. Um, oops, sorry. If I could spell his name right, that'd be fantastic. Oh, actually, he's under right around twelve percent right now. See, See I would like thought, that. I would have thought Will Zalatoris would have been a bit more popular because. He's that third price down in the 10K range, but he's not the lowest price guy in the 10K range. So I would have thought guys would have started there thinking they were going to be able to get a mathematical edge with the odds of who everyone's going to pick. But I think the reason why he is probably lower owned is probably some of the reasons why I'm not going to play him this week. And that's because he, like, look, he ranks very good in greens and regulation uh, and 200 plus yard approaches. Uh, and strokes gain approach like he he's very well in that he he is on any course he goes and plays it's just what his game is where he does fall apart to me though is the putting he's dreadful in this field he's dreadful putter in this field um strokes gained uh short game also dreadful in this field and he's in the bottom half and bogey avoidances as well so what worries me about Zalatoris is that he could just as easy as he could have a round where he could be one of those. Like, he's got the type of game where he could break the mold and have a five, six under round at this course, but he could just as easily have a three, four over round and disappear right away. I'll and take I, my chances. Okay. Yeah, well, just because it, just because of the 12% ownership, and I think he's a reliable bet. Now, that may, that think, makes it enticing because I don't disagree with you that this is the type right. of tournament that a first-time winner wins at, and he's primed to, eventually, to win very soon. He lipped out at the farmers at Tory. He's done what he's done on the majors. He's done, mm-hmm. and and I mean he's top three. By the way, ironically enough, I'm over here preaching putting and short game, and he is 96 and 77th in those respectively. But like you said, when he's on, he's on. Ball striking, tee yeah. to green, and approach. He's top three, uh, and, and and DK points. Which let's be honest, sure. that's, that's what, what it's all about. about. <laughs> uh, but it's it's honestly the first time that I think I'd feel comfortable. Now, if he was 10-1, 10, if he was down at 10-1, I think you would see mm-hmm. that up there, 17-18, that little bit of difference. But I don't mind anchoring him, especially, like you said, knowing that there's going to be some Matt Coochers or even like Adam Scott at 93, I don't hate. But that would be if I was going to try to take like a Cam and an Adam. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to go with Willie Z, it really is going to be kind of a studs and duds and hope for a five sure. out of six and hope that he's one of them kind of, kind of weak. 
Well, let me get to one of my favorite before we – just so we can get as many guys in here. One of my favorite plays this week is someone like Davis Riley who comes in yeah. um, with no history at this tournament not an, or in – um, not enough, not enough rounds on correlating courses to really have any history here. But his, his recent form uh, is good this season. He's third in a strokes gained approach, eighth in bogey avoidance, and sixteenth in greens and regulations in this field. And then he's got um, between sh- uh, short game, putting, and two hundred yards out. He's right around the fifty sixty mark. So smack dab in the middle of the field, maybe a little bit better than the middle of the field. But I feel like he's the type of guy here who at eighty six hundred. Uh, especially, let's see what his ownership is coming in at. Fourteen percent, a little higher than I would like that to be. Actually, um, kid's a stud, man. I mean, but he's, he's a, a exactly. But but he's the same stud. I mean, he's Will Zalatoris, not light, but he's just you know, he's having the year that Willie Z had last year in the sort of a different way because Davis sure. Riley's name has been up there. He's been a popular name. Um, yep. He's another University of Alabama guy. Shouts to the SEC. Uh, I can't wait to get into the fall and start talking college football on divots and pivots as well. But I like I like Davis Riley. He is yeah. in that same mold that you've been hearing me preach about first time winners, uh, or even that kind of new cream rising to the top. Sure. Yeah. So I do like Riley. Is there any like? Do you have a favorite play this week and across any of these price ranges? Um. Actually, yeah. Uh, shockingly enough, and I didn't <laughs> want to, and it was really more of kind of not confirmation bias. I think, what did I say before the show? It was empowering to hear you, you kind of pump him up a little bit. I think Keegan Bradley's going to win. Like to the point where he's gonna I, win. I think he's going to win. Like okay. I, I, I think it, either him. Or I, would, I would love it. I would love to see it happen. I would love to see him win again. I, I, I after what happened to him, it's not nothing happened to him. He choked, sure. he blew it. Yes. But after what happened at the players, Yep. And then the number of times that he has popped and we've, and we've played or at least highlighted him and you've played him. And then all of a sudden he's, he it's, pretty consi- it's pretty, con- he's one of the few guys that consistent. If he and pops, I think the, it's true. And I, think, <laughs> and I think maybe the stars are aligning. All right. Now let's talk about strokes gained home life. And I don't know anything about him personally, but I'm talking about my cosmic home life thing and the, and the way all this live golf is shaking out. And then you got mm-hmm. this player like Keegan Bradley, former major winner. I don't know if he was approached by Liv. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. From what I'm reading, too, it's not necessarily just that. You got players' agents reaching out to Greg Norman. So, the, yeah. you know, the game is on. The heat is on. And he might have just looked around and been like, wait a minute. I've, I've done this before. I've won. Always you know, all right. Me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And not in like an ego way, but like a, like a, just kind of like, a, what the hell? Like, I, I can do this. I've done it before. Let's get back out there. Yeah. Now, there's 140 some odd guys teeing it up and every single one of them is a pro and they all have that mental self willing to do it. But again, Keegan being a former major winner, having a couple brushes with, with greatness and maybe saying, I got a couple, I got a couple more years to really maybe snag another major, maybe get a players, maybe do a Ryder cup run. Like, so, and with, with, with other people kind of part in ways, who knows, maybe that's my, so that's my play for this week. And it is because of the season that we've had so far with seeing him and our models pop up. So yeah. Keegan hit it hard. I'm not going to be one of those hardo that says like, lock it in because <laughs> that's not our style here. Come on. It's well, it's golf. <laughs> it's one in 146. It's not like you're picking yeah. the bears and the, the bears and the under like, come on. Let's so anyway, let's, let's talk. So, so Davis Riley is one of them, but I also, another guy I also liked uh, that appears just before him in my model uh, but is $1,400 less as Wyndham Clark this week. 
Uh, he's I another him last week. Yep, I know you did. So he's another guy who, as far as data on correlating courses, he doesn't have enough to to suffice that. But his recent form has been great. He's fifth in strokes gained, uh, short game, seventeenth in putting, seventh in two hundred plus, twenty uh, first in both greens and regulation and bogey avoidances. His strokes gained approaches his only real weak spot here. Um, and that could be, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to explain that. That's the, that's his biggest thing. But if he's doing greens and regulation uh, at, you know, ranked 21st while he's ranked 129th in strokes gain approach, it means he's at least able to scramble, I say. He's at least able to get himself back into position to, to score here. So uh, I'd be willing to take a chance on Wyndham Clark, who was coming in at, I believe, just under 10% ownership. And when I'm playing some other guys who are going to be around that 14%, I got to just try to find some guys who are in that single digit and Clark could be a, a nice little pivot for me there uh, to, to find that gold. I like Clark, and I like taking Clark's profile and finding the, the, the cheapest, lowest-owned version of and trying to replace uh, because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, 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 to pack that in. <laughs> Again, I don't, I'm not used to dropping 10-4 on, a, 10, you know, on, a, on, a, on an anchor. I like to live yeah. in the nines and the eights. Um, me too. We, but, we definitely play it the same. But uh, but I do think that the stars kind of align for Willie Z, uh, and I really might try to snag Willie and Keegan, and then like just go low and try to really. <laughs> well, again, it's the kind of tournament that someday somewhere down there in the six and sevens are some people on the FedEx Cup points list that are in the one thirties, and you know they're extra hungry, or they're you know they know that they've got to finish top whatever just to get to next week to get. So that's mm-hmm. where you're going to find I think a lot of value, and that's that strokes gained home life where you find out. Who's on the bubble watch? You know, make your models. Take your, you know, take your thirty. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Fantasy National. I like to. I basically take whatever when I build my model, and then I get out of there so you can have your time actually doing real <laughs> stuff. But I go in there and I find whatever the, my most important stat for the week is. Rank them by that. I select yep. the top thirty-five as my favorites, and then I go in deeper and build a model based on those guys. Yeah, it's not um, a bad way I mean, to go about it. It's, and it's it's actually served me pretty well. It's kind of that initial filter because there's so much data. I was just going to say, you so gotta narrow, you, you got to narrow down your research field or you're just not going to have enough time to get the research done or you're not going to be able to yeah. look as deep as you need to to find the edges. So I, that's a fantastic approach and point to point out to everybody listening. And the last shout out to, to, to Michigan is my mom used to say, you know, no decision is, is the worst decision. So like you said, yep. you got to pick something to kind of to kind of start with start peeling back because you can always turn around you can always start over uh but not doing anything is just going to leave you sitting there you know and then watching don't be the person going oh i almost played them just play them play them this week i've been that person before (laughs) let's see uh anything else left on the docket before we we take this thing i was going to say real fast one more guy i just want to see how you feel about him here before we run out of time how do you feel about kirk kirk kitayama is he someone who has popped recently talented in super some, talented in some, yeah so he's he's popped recently in some uh, other tournaments he's only played here once in 2020 missed the cut um let me see what his recent fall but he finished 72nd at the open he finished second at the genesis scottish open like he's he's been in the mix if he if he's uh, popping on your model and, and his ownership is i wouldn't be shocked if he's pretty chalky because that is a popular name so he's he is, so he's 17th in my model and he's coming in right now around six percent ownership that's a good – I'd hit that, and I'd hit that that's, hard that's because exactly he is one of those talented like. younger golfers that, that fits the mold of all the, the, the quote-unquote next wave of gunslingers. You know, it's like 
Maddie, you know, Maddie Wolf, all these, they're gone. You know, they, they just, it's, there is a small, there's a gap there of talent that, uh, is going to be filled by the Kitayamas. He could be well. When playing Kitayama there with the other guys that I've talked about, that allows me to go right to the number one man in my model this week, Max Homa. I love. I absolutely love me some <laughs> Max Homa. If he's, he, he's a great social a media follow. He's always a show favorite of ours. <laughs> I saw a tweet of his when he went on vacation recently, and he's like, "I'm not a vacation guy. I'm in the airport, and I've already <laughs> done two ghost swings. Like, you know, golfers. Sw- he's funny, and his." Watching him enjoy, he was, I we were we were all Max Homa last week. Watching him play yeah. with Tiger and living out that thing where he tweeted oh, yeah. at Tiger thirteen years ago, the whole picture and shouts to the RNA for putting that together because yes. Matt Fitzpatrick being the, the 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 U.S. Open champion that made sense. Max Homa made no sense other than a good story and a good time, and that's what yep. we're about here on Divots and Pivots is a good story, yes. a good time, and. May your squares always be green. Back to you in the studio, Andrew. Just like, just like the walls behind me. We had to sneak that in there. But that is going to do it for us here on Divots and Pivots this week. So if you're watching us live here on YouTube, thank you. Make sure to catch us every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern, live here on YouTube. You can also find the YouTube link if you go to bellyup.tv. You can find our live show there. You can find all of our shows from the past on demand, as well as every other show on the belly up media network on demand, whatever your fancy is, you can find it on belly up uh, TV. I almost screwed up the link there. Uh, and as always, you can catch the replay of this on Wednesday mornings, uh, roughly 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll also at that time be going live uh, on all of your podcast platforms, your Spotify's, your, uh, your iHeartRadio's, all wherever you fancy find in your podcast. This is used fancy in two sentences back to back. That's impressive. Uh, you, you can find us uh, at around 10, 12 o'clock Eastern uh, on all your platforms is when it, all the, it gets loaded up. And then in the afternoon tomorrow, you will see both of our picks that get to go up against each other. I got to make a comeback on Bud here. So this is the week where I retake. I won't be able to retake the, the throne here unless he absolutely shifts the bed and I crush it. But uh, we're going to close the gap this week so that we can – it's moving day. That's what we're calling it. It's moving day. This week's going to be moving day for me in our, in our little pool. So stay tuned. Check us out at Real Mr. Mallet, at This Buds For You, at Divots and Pivots. We'll have content for you. We're going to be boosting up that content on the Divots and Pivots account as well, so keep an eye out for that. And as always, thank you. Thank you, Piper Golf. Thank you in the clutch. And thank you, Belly Up as always, for producing and making this happen for us. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. 
With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.